Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. What's up with you? What's going on? Let them know, he'll prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up, I suggest you to one slide request. Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We got another episode of Tawanda's Live Request. Happy to be here. I'm here with my homie Nick. What's up? We got our homie Electra here. How you Hi. doing, Electra? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing good. We're doing good. You know what I mean? You're crying deep inside. A little bit. You know, we got some bad news recently that we're going to talk about. We were talking about this before, but we're going to talk about it a little bit later. But um, how's everything? Hmm? I said, how's everything? I have sciatic nerve pain right now, so I can barely walk. But aside it? from that, I'm I'm well. What the fuck is a sciatic? What's it? It's like a part of your. It's like a nerve in your lumbar spine that sometimes gets compressed, and when it does, it shoots pain down one side of your body. That shit. Sucks. Yo, back pain fucking sucks. It bro. is. Yeah, it's like wrapping around wrapping around the front. It's intense. Ah, damn. Like, but I'm uh, here. Do you take, like, pills and shit for that or nah? Uh, I took ibuprofen, yeah. Dude, there's got to be some stronger shit than that. Yeah, and they give you, like, I have muscle relaxers, but I'm, like, real West Indian. And I don't want to take anything that is, <laughs> like, if I can't get it over the counter, I don't want it. You feel me? Like, <laughs> Wait, what, what island are you from? Huh? It's not an island, actually. It's Guyana. Oh! My mom was born in Curacao. Yo, I was watching um, Locked Up Abroad. And somebody got locked up in Guyana. Oh God! <laughs> it was these two. It was these two. It was this British couple. It was a British stripper and her husband. Because they were like, oh, like she was basically like. And they hate to put you on the spot already, but like I'm going to tell you the story of what happened, and I want you to say it from his perspective. <laughs> so basically, what happened is that this stripper, right? She was one of her friends was like, yo, I know about this job you can do in Guyana where you can teach the strippers out there how to do the dances and stuff. She flies out. <laughs> yeah. Look, I have so many things that are wrong with this story. Yeah, yeah, no, wait, 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 wait. So she, fl- so she flies out with it. And she tells her husband, like, oh, and he's like, I don't, you're not going to fly to Guyana to fucking teach strippers. That sounds crazy. Then she tosses this other dude. who's like, oh, if your husband wants to come, he can come. So they fly them, they fly them both out. And they then, both got flewed out? They both got flewed out. <laughs> they got flewed out. They got flewed out. And then um, when they get to this hotel, the dude that they met originally, he's like, here, this is, my, this is one of my friends. They talk to the friend, and the friend is just like, okay, so you can teach these girls how to dance if you want, or for twice as much money, you can just take these objects back to... Uh, and then they got stopped at. <laughs> they got stopped. And then, like, they had to go to guy, a guy in easy prison. And the dude actually, like, <laughs> at, like within, like, two weeks, got beat up so bad, like, his back was all fucked up. The he British had, dude? The British dude. He had sciatic nerve. But then, what, but then what, I, yeah. So, Nick, please, that's, that's, that's the story. Your Honor, right? So, me and my girlfriend, right? She's an exotic dancer. She's one of the best in Britain, if you can believe that. So, we get this call for her to go teach these people in Guyana how to dance. So we go over there. She's re- She's got a tassel. She's got everything well put together. Next thing I know, they handed me a package that said, bring that back home with you. And so we're like, we, we're just obliged. And we bring it back. And then guess what? They stopped us at the border. <laughs> Can't get back there. And they beat me around the head and neck for <laughs> oh. 45 minutes. And then, no, no, I, forgot, I, forgot, I, forgot the, I forgot the best part, too. Oh, the, wait. Hold on, Yon. I forgot about one part. The, the One of the guards said, Yankee man, you're not going to live too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that could just stand alone. Please, I'm going to start saying that to people at work. Oh, so, like, so, can, you please say, can, you, can you please say, as a British dude getting there, being told by the security guard, he's going to die soon. <laughs> 
And then, you know, one of these blokes, the security blokes, he takes me, he holds me by the collar, he says, Yankee man, you're not going to live much longer. And I'm losing my bloody mind. That story is so funny because, number one, they hired two British people to go to the West Indies to teach these women how to dance. I need to see how this woman dances for them to think, oh, yeah. Because that must have been the plan from the beginning. No, 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 that was no. It has to be the plan. Yeah, yeah, but that's hubris. That's hubris on that part. Yeah, it was because they they sincerely sincerely believe, like, oh. But it's like, no, they were trying to smuggle cocaine. Yeah, you weren't a fucking the best private dancer that there was. Please, that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> that is terrifying. I need to go and Google that episode immediately. Scared oh. straight, Guyana. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't like ask people to do because I was I, like I wish I could do accents so bad, but that scared straight Guyana sounds like a ama- It sounds amazing. Well, Guyanese accents are also really hard to do because there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Like there's this like there's like the Indo Guyanese accent, which sounds like. I don't know, like East New York, India, I guess. And then there's like the East New York, India. Like, what do you mean? I don't know. It's like it's kind of like a. It's like it sounds vaguely Indian, but like several generations removed. Like you can still hear like the roots mm-hmm. of it. And then there's like the like like Afro Guyanese people and Indo Guyanese people sound very different. Like their accents are really, really like they're two different accents. So it's like hard to like do them both. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. That sounds like that sounds dope. Linguistic, gel. Yeah, <laughs> but you're like, you, but you're like from like Brooklyn for real, for real, right? Yeah, I'm from yeah, I'm from Flatbush, Brooklyn. Yeah, my fam- my family moved here when I was not born. <laughs> All right, shout out to you. So like, I'm assuming you're like a fan of Safari. His dick, yes. Oh, is that not what you meant? Okay, I meant like his music. He's more than just that piece of meat. All right, <laughs> is he? That's, that's his. He that's his, his Kobe beef. That's it. That's that's the most valuable uh, part of it. Don't don't talk about. Don't mention Kobe. Oh uh, shit! Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> oh god! Fuck! But I'm like, it, it hurts that you did. But like, I'm glad that you did. But it's a high priced, yeah, piece of meat. But Kobe. <sighs> That word's gonna trigger men for years. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, Kobe's meat has triggered people for a while now because oh. <laughs> it sucks. But like, no, and then, but and I mean, because that whole situation happened, and I think especially with Kobe dying, we talk about his legacy and stuff. A lot of people have just been like, yeah, but he went through this whole trial, and you know, he's a monster for that. And I've been like trying to. It's hard to have a nuanced opinion on things nowadays because it's like when, once things happen if people just are online sending out hot takes on both sides yeah. so it's either either you believe this or you believe that and it's weird because I remember like when you bring up Kobe people are just like oh but he did this and I'm just like yeah but he got acquitted but at the same time after he got acquitted he also came out and said like I thought it was consensual but then when I heard her speak about her experience I realized it wasn't so I'm sorry, and it's like, I, it's it's still weird for me, like trying to process that. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you that it's really hard to have a nuanced take on anything because I think everyone has such a hard and fast set of beliefs, and they're ready to express them whenever anything happens. Right? I hate yeah. to. It's like agenda is too strong of a word and has a certain connotation to it, but I do feel that people are ready to put their spin on anything that happens and i think that there's no place for there's no conversation regarding like redemption uh in our society yeah and i think 
But I think redemption is one of those things. The idea, the idea of even redemption, like you don't, it's hard to be redeemed because it's like, who's redeeming you? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like in problematic people, like Chris Brown or whatever. And everyone's like, oh, he was redeemed when he danced at the MJ. For the, he did the whole MJ dance for like 15 mm-hmm. minutes and he cried and Jay-Z clapped for him. That was his redemption. But it's like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Or like Kobe was redeemed when he dropped 81 points. That doesn't make any fucking sense. No. Like, and I think that we don't know how do you, like, how to redeem from shit like that. And I think that that's why with Kobe, I'm always like, I, I'm not a, well, I wasn't a fan of Kobe, not because of that shit. I'm not a fan because I was, I was from, I'm from Boston. Mm-hmm. I didn't, like, I appreciated his work, but I was like, I hated him as a, yeah. as a player but when people are like I hate Kobe Bryant because he did this thing I can't say you're wrong for that mm-hmm. I think yeah in, I don't know it's interesting because he was acquitted he did have he did say have an apology um, that he gave and then he lived his life at least publicly a certain way um, and I get you right that there's no like one benchmark of like oh this is how you're redeemed now because you did whatever and no. people are entitled to say that they don't it also like are you entitled to say that you don't forgive someone for something that wasn't done to you and like in the court of law didn't actually come out as like a good you know what i'm saying like it, it, there's so many factors in play in terms of like the law and morality and yeah. all those things that there's no right answer i don't think i think for, i think the, the issue is because like forgiveness is such a very personal thing mm-hmm. where it's like you can't say we as a society we forgive you because like let, if somebody wrongs you right mm-hmm you can forgive that person. Yeah. But if me as a friend to you and see how that person wronged you, yeah. I don't have to forgive that person. Yeah. And I think it's okay. Like, we're not, it's, it's not an end all be Like, you can, mm-hmm. you can exist in a place where it's like, people forgive me, some people don't. Yeah. No, ev- everyone doesn't have to forgive you for some shit. Yeah. So. And I, I, it's so funny because yesterday I was reading on Twitter. Um, I guess Double XL posted this thing that was like, XX Tentacion would have been 22 today. And some, so many people posted, like, and may he rot in hell, you know? And I get that because he did some really terrible things in his very short span of yeah. life. But I'm also a high school teacher, and I realized, like, I had a student recently who pushed his girlfriend down a flight of steps, right? And then when you look at the context of his life, like, he has a domestic violence in his home. So there's so many things that create, like, the context for how we make decisions and the idea that, like, people are not able to he's dead right so like he his life ended where it ended but i always think about it in terms of like we all have experiences that shape us and where is that come into play when we choose to forgive or not forgive or like show compassion for or not show compassion for people yeah and, that's, and i think about that shit even you said that right now like he, you said oh he would have been 22 today yeah or yesterday yesterday he it's still like they're saying he would have been 22 so it's like i think a big thing too is that yeah, taking age and context into account and I also did not expect to be so heavy on like all this shit early up, but fuck it. I like that's why I like the podcast. But like with that in mind, it's kind of like cause I, I spent a lot of time like hating and disliking the idea of XX Tentacion. Mm-hmm. I don't like I like I like, but I was like, but I had to sit back and I just remember like when you get older, it's hard to remember that younger people don't have your mindset and experience yeah they didn't live the life that you've lived so they don't have the same values you have mm-hmm. like oh how do you not know how to do it's like because they've never been like they've yeah. never been through that shit and it's like yeah they do live a fucked up life and it was and all i can and but at the same time to people his age they looked at him like oh i relate to this mm-hmm. 
And I see the same thing when like every time like Eminem drops music and shit. Like I saw this when he dropped this new, his album, Music to Be Murdered by. Everyone was like, "Can you believe that Eminem did a song from the perspective of the Las Vegas mass shooter?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> like, or I just saw, and they were like, people were like, "Oh, I saw like South Park has led so many young white men astray, and now they have this cynical, shitty view." Mm-hmm. At least, all right. And I'm just like. That doesn't make yeah. it, it, like you're oversimplifying things for the sake of making a point, mm-hmm. and things are very th- things are not, they're not black and white. There's a lot of there's a lot of gray area and stuff. Yeah. And um, it says uh, XX or whatever triple X is kind of like I again, I personally do not forgive or absolve mm-hmm. him for the for the things he did, but I can't demand that everybody feel the yeah. same way. And I don't I don't like. I don't have any opinion outside of somebody's life was cut short. Like I said, my my experiences working with, uh, we have so much empathy for the general concept of like underprivileged youth, and we don't think about the ways in which those kids can be fucked up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like those kids can be really kids who grow up in those kind of things experience abuse from a young age and then from a very young age they're oftentimes putting that abuse onto other people and that's a conversation that we never really discuss right so this idea that like I don't necessarily forgive him but what I do think of is somebody who from what I understand was bouncing back and forth between person to person from household to household his entire life and dropped out of school at like 14 right and like what are the expectations and what is the learning that he's had like you know what I'm saying like what is the learning that he got leading up into that point and even when I think about like Kevin Hart, right, and like the him not doing the Oscars or whatever because he made those tweets, the black community is super homophobic at like at large, right? And so that sometimes might require you to be un like that stuff needs to be unlearned, yeah, right? Does. And so like when in the process of unlearning, if he says to you like I've unlearned this and I'm apologetic for the thing I said ten years ago, is it kind of like well you shouldn't have thought of it in the first place? But those thoughts were put into his mind. He was conditioned to think that, like, you know what I'm saying? We're all conditioned in certain ways, especially as, like, West Indian people. Sometimes you really have to unlearn the shit that you, you know what I'm saying? If you come from a place that's, oh, like, Jamaica, sodomy is illegal, right? You have to unlearn that that behavior and that thinking. And I think that's a process that you hope people to come to. But if you're not going to show compassion for them, I don't really know. Yeah, I think people are very much, like, supportive of your journey, when they literally support every step of your they they can't support like you can't you can't do anything wrong like ever yeah like that's why i think of when i think about journey, when i think about journeys and think about people growing and stuff i think somebody that everyone kind of supports with that like somebody like 150,000 he's gone on a long journey yeah. with a lot of shit but everyone supports every step of it cuz it's like i love this guy like, like he probably, he's probably done some fucked up shit or whatever even like most deaf yeah and most deaf is a problematic <laughs> problematic ass nigga yes he is <laughs> How's he? Wait, how's he problematic? He's. I mean, going like uh, I, I, I'm on Twitter a lot, and there's just a lot of he che- cheater basically. He's oh, like yeah. a pill. But it's so funny because like there was this thing about Kevin Hart giving some kind of toast to the Rock Nation brunch. Yeah, I saw that. And people were like, I shouldn't listen to him. And I was like, this dude went from Soul Plane to making like hundred million dollar movies. Like you have to respect that shit, even if he cheats on his wife. I can compartmentalize. I can say that like he still knows what he's talking about to some extent, right? right? Yeah. But people are unwilling to do that. So I think with the same thing with most deaf, a lot of people would say that he's a cheater. Um, some of his idea, political ideologies, I guess, are, were extreme at some point. So things like that. 
Yeah, I remember he did get the, like, he was, like, an expatriate. Mm-hmm. And he got, like, the uh, feeding tube put in his nose. Yeah. And, the... and he, he was overdramatic. He was so overdramatic about it. <laughs> he's also an amazing actor, but whatever. Yeah, he's yeah he's an actor. Also, you told me that, like, we asked, when I asked about your favorite song, it was a this feature most stuff, right? Yeah, it's it's a most stuff song. Pretty wait, much. Wait, wait, what song is it again? It's "Life Is Good" by uh, DJ Dextreme featuring Most Def, but huh? it's Most is there the whole time. Let's play that shit. Right. Is this Most Def or Yasin Bay? This is Most Def. Well, oh god, good question. It's 2014, so I think it's still Most Def. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's it might be Yasin Bay. Yeah. So why do you enjoy this? It, it has a very um, cozy vibe to me. It's very warm, and um, I like the lyrics. He talks a lot about Brooklyn in the song, and especially like pre-gentrified Brooklyn, the Brooklyn I grew up in. Yeah. And so it's just a very positive song. Yeah, I can see that a little bit. I have like a, I don't know, I have a weird relationship with most stuff in the sense of like, I like black on both sides like a lot, like mm-hmm. you're supposed to. But then like I get like confused with newer like when I heard the, the new the new danger or whatever, mm-hmm. I got kind of confused. I was like just I'm not sure what's going on. And then I saw him live once, mm-hmm. and I remember like he was on stage, and he had like sunglasses, he had sunglasses on or mm-hmm. whatever, and he when he says or whatever, and he stares out and he, like mirrored sunglasses, and I felt like he was staring like right at me. Was it a blue note? No, this was at no, this was at uh, Rock the Bells the okay. festival. And I was like, oh shit. I also remember that like. At that concert, there was that people all standing on stage and stuff. He had a woman who was hella thick, and he was just like on her the entire time. Really? I was like, all right, most. <laughs> all right, bro. No, this song is like I love the piano. Like I like yeah. the instrumentals yeah. of it, and it's very like classy, like j- jazzy kind of stuff. But also, I think like it's like life is good, and it, 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 there's almost a, an element of it to me that feels like. This song is kind of sad. It's almost yeah. like a reminder. Like, no matter what happens to you, like, life is good. Life is good. Um, so I think, like, when I'm ever feeling super down, yeah. I listen to this, and, like, the lyrics um, are very important to me. So That's what's up. Yeah. That's cute. I mean, I fuck with it. Like, I like most of that, too, because, like, I feel like anytime like, I don't have, like, a haircut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just start to morph into like a most depth side of energy. Like, all mm-hmm. right, this is the energy I have. Like, so I go on dates and stuff. Instead of being like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm like, nah. Like, I just mm-hmm. care about like vibes and like your spirit. Like, I start saying like vibes and like spiritual. And then my my earring gets like danglier mm-hmm. and danglier. Like, you know what I mean? Like, That's so funny. Oh my god. This way, this part of the song, he gives he gives good advice. Yeah. I like I like when I give advice on songs. I do because it's like I feel like that, that's why I'm listening to songs, right? For, yeah. When it's, when they, they, when they break when it break down like what you're supposed to do yeah that's why maybe that's like a West Indian thing all West Indian songs give directions <laughs> the dance songs every- <laughs> yeah you oh, I like- should give them a run you're right yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I will signal the point I, I, I will ponder it yeah. I'll ponder the <laughs> just I will burn the ch- I can't stop no, exactly. well no 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 no, no. I know, that's, yeah. no that, that's, where, that's why I wasn't a problem with Jamaican music and shit because that would be the most inspirational shit mm-hmm. somebody would be like you know what no matter what happens, God 
will love you. God will be mm-hmm. there for you. Just be strong. But at the same time, I will gun butt a homosexual as quick as I can. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's pretty. I think, yeah, there is a point where I finally learned the lyrics of Chichiman. Oh, my like, God. I can't dance to this anymore. Like, it got to the point where I was like, and I was the president of the GSA in my high school. So yeah. I was like, this. Yo, no, can't even do the it. way that song, even the way that song starts, it's just um, it's, it's ominous. Yeah, like it's yeah. Well, Jamaican music is just like that. Like I remember, um, Bad Man Forward. Yeah, like, Bad Man Pull Up. If you didn't have a penis, you felt like you had one when that song came on. You know, like it was just like I don't know. I love Jamaican music. is fun. It can be fun. Adonia, people like that. Yeah, that's what's up. When did you first hear this? Uh, probably like 2016, 2015. Yeah, it's like a song. I don't listen to it super often, but when it comes back into my life, first of all, I couldn't find it on Spotify forever because I thought it was the most stuff song, but it's yeah. a DJ Dextreme song. Mm-hmm. And so I found it on YouTube, and I would just like play it on YouTube, and I think it ended up on an iPod at some point. Yeah. Word. That's what's yeah. up. That's what's up. And like, what does the song like remind you of? I think it reminds me. Um, of, you mean like a particular moment in life? It could be anything. I think it's it's just like. Uh, like even like say like a situation like today, it's like it's kind of a sad day, right? Or like a very surprising like rocking day. I think the song just reminds me that like life is life. Like the general idea of it is good. Like yeah. life is there's something wholesome, not wholesome, but like there's something positive about this thing that you're getting able to experience. Like no matter what happens, you Facts. know. I I'm a I'm, I I agree with that. Like I really believe that shit. Cause like I see online people are always bitching and being like, oh my god, the world. We hear all these problems we have, and justifiably, like, mm-hmm. shit's fucked up. But I'm like, yo, right now, this is the best things have ever been. Yeah. Like, in history, this is the... Like, I used to tell this as a joke on stage, and it would bomb, because the, <clears> the, <throat> the audience would be, like, mad white. I said, this in, <laughs> I said this in Denver one time, but I, I was like, yeah, everyone's just like, oh, the president this, that, and that. And I'm just like, yo, this is the best... Like, people used to own people. Yeah. <laughs> And it was like a thing you could do, and now we don't. Like that's progress. Let's celebrate. Right? And everyone just groan, just like, oh. and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm saying things are good now. Mm-hmm. But like, it's, 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 it's the scope of now, and it's hard. I think it's, I think it's hard with life because like you can't. It's really hard to stop and look at what you're doing right now and be happy because you're because all because what motivates a lot of people, including myself, is like the idea of getting better. Yes. And, yeah. proven and it's always you never like I'm trying to maintain what I got right mm-hmm. now and I think maybe sometimes if you live, if we live to maintain what we have we'd probably be happier or just like enjoy like yeah because I think like when I first got into comedy which is not that long ago um, I was super happy to be doing it because it's the first time in my life that I was doing something that I wanted to do yeah. and it was like kind of forcing me to push against like insecurities and things like that so I was glad now it's like what's the next thing it's a very different mentality than what i had before so it's hard for me to be happy in comedy stuff because i'm like but this is not what i want to be doing or mm-hmm. i'm still not at my goal yeah. so if, i think if you can find happiness in whatever process you're in i all think right, that's all right. all right and um i asked you what you're going through and can you remind me one time i wasn't sure if you wanted to talk about one thing i, I, have, I have a lot it's, going it's, on it's, in my it's, life it's, it's, say whatever um so What's going on in my life? So I was recently, I was like pretty sick last year. Yeah. Um. So I was like had surgeries and stuff, and then I like got into a, like a breakup, which mm. was very dramatic. And then I decided that at the end of the school year, inshallah, I'll probably just um, like quit my job and focus mm-hmm. on comedy. So yeah. to start jumpstart that, I moved back home with my mom. Yeah. To like pay off debts and things like that. So now I'm like 
back home. So I have a lot of shit going on that I've just resurfaced. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm, mm. That's tough. Back home with your mama. Oh, I've, been, I've, done, I've, done, I've done that before. I'll tell, you, I'll, tell, I'll tell you this, right? This is one thing I, I, I see it as a blessing. I look, I look at my development and shit because I remember, like, I don't do a breakup. I fell back, went to my went to my parents' crib, and it feels like a step back, but then, like, it allowed, it changed the trajectory of my life so mm-hmm. much where it was like, all right, so now I kind of focus on the thing I want to do, but then if I want to get a job, I can get a job. I get a job, and now I'm living pretty, pretty much like rent-free. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not worried about that shit, and I was allowed to, like, build a fucking foundation. Mm-hmm. So when it was time for me to, like, like, the job I got when I lived at my parents' house got me to the point I am now where it's just like now the level of job that I work like when I work like when I work the level of job I work at I was like alright now it's like wait you have benefits and mm-hmm. you have a 401k yeah. you have all the shit that's you have things in your life that help and you now know how to move in a certain mm-hmm. way now you know what to look for now you know like okay I have health insurance what am I gonna what are the benefits of that health insurance can mm-hmm. I can I subsidize my gym membership with my health insurance? Mm-hmm. Or I have a 401k. Okay, you know? that, was a, that was a tip. <laughs> that was a tip. Yeah, it's like I have a 401k. Is it vested? When, when is it vested? Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, if I decide to leave this job, do I, is it vested at the point where I can roll it over to another 401k? Or if mm-hmm. I cash it out, how much would the penalty be? Or like, all right, now I'm doing this with my time. Like, now yeah, I get to learn shit. Instead of being like, I'm sitting here sh- 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 how to survive and shit, mm-hmm. I can focus on other aspects yeah and I think for me it was just a really practical decision the fact is if, if I wasn't doing comedy I wouldn't live in New York City yeah because it's just super uh, expensive that'd be the, that'd, the, not not doing anything not for someone if you're in, living in New York just to be living here just, just <laughs> live here you are the dumbest person <laughs> yeah like what the if I, I would move to a smaller you know I'd move to Atlanta or some smaller place some smaller like you know and do that but the fact is I live in Brooklyn, which is pr- like it make like moving out was sheer or like living on my own was surely like for independence and because yeah. I had a steady job and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I, I want to pursue this comedy, which is super erratic and super like up in the air. And I live like twenty minutes from the city, so and I it's not like an apartment or something; it's a house, so it makes perfect sense for me to be there. Oh yeah, outside of my own. And quite frankly, like first world conditioning, because if I was back in the old country, we'd all be living in the same house right. anyway. So part yep. of it's just like Americans are just, you're 18. Why is she still living at home? You know what I'm saying? So I think part of it is just like me having to be like, I don't give a shit what society is thinking I'm supposed to be doing right now. Yeah, because I'm African. And it's just like, wait, you're, you're, you're 29. You don't, you're 29. You don't have a job and you're living in an apartment what is what are you doing yeah exactly and then, like, you don't live you're not you, you, your parents live right you're not living with your parents and it's like yeah it's, that's what you do the, the key is like you live with your parents and then you date people to have their own apartment <laughs> yeah so where you live who you live with <laughs> oh you live by yourself now, next, next to you, you know. by yourself oh my god the excitement people got when they found out I lived by myself was just like hilarious Like, or we had a party had a party like in December people were like you live here by yourself because it's like all comics that came yeah. and they could not believe it they're like no one sleeps on the floor <laughs> you know how to deal with like that's fucking great yeah. but alright so I sat back and I was trying to think about songs and stuff and um based off life is good I was like alright you got something a little like mellow and like keep it light and stuff mm-hmm. but then we talked a little bit more and even now just like you said like oh that's nice little advice nice little tidbits i got a song that like it's it's this one you can't find on like itunes i, I it's impossible to find on itunes 
that's this one. When you said that, it reminded me of this. All right. So on BET about like seven, eight years ago, mm-hmm. Dame Dash <clears throat> was still like super relevant, right? And Dame Dash had a TV show, which was a basically like a BET version of The Apprentice called Ultimate Hustler. I feel like I remember this. Yeah. It was actually a weird thing about like a lot of a lot of rappers had like their own like apprentice type TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like Diddy had one that was insane. Making the band? No, he had one like Be My Assistant. It was fucking crazy. Oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Bentley was Fon- yes. involved. Yeah. They, that one. Then there was like Ti has one, but uh, Dame Dash had one. It's called Ultimate Hustler. <laughs> I'm and sorry. The Ti has one. Ti Ti he had one. Yeah, but Dame Dash had one, and the song reference is called Ultimate Hustler. And it's by one of my favorite, like probably my favorite reggae artist of all time, Sizzla. Mm-hmm. So let's play that real quick. Because this song has got, it got me, I remember, I used to, because I, I had it, like I used to download the, I downloaded the MP3 on my old iPod, my first iPod. I used to bump this shit like all the time. And it was just like, I stood the other day when I was walking to like the Nin factory and I was like, fuck yeah, this is what I, this is what I need to do. Cause it's like, it sounds like you, you had like a, you had tumultuous year, a lot of shit, a lot of change in your life. And mm-hmm. now you want to focus and you want to bounce and you want to like bounce back. You want to bounce back harder. Cause when you, when you drop, you want to like, I don't know. Like, I feel like African, like come from African culture and Caribbean culture. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's, I, I always feel like it's it's the it's the to me it's the same. It's shit. very similar. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the it's the same. That's why Afro beats. Everyone's just like, oh, yeah, Soka. It's, 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 it's the same shit. We like, we we grew up basically the same. Yeah. So um, this song like always got me motivated and ready to go. So Nick, you find it. Woo! This shit was oh my god. And you talk about like giving out advice and shit, and just like the, the focus. Sizzler's also like Sizzler as a Zimbabwean. Sizzler means a lot to me because Sizzler, like he said, when he, when he retires from music, he's retiring to Zimbabwe. Oh really? Yeah, because President Mugabe gave him land. Oh. Yeah, so Sizzler's like, I remember I was in Zimbabwe one year. Everyone was, like, everyone had, he, he was everywhere, bro. Mm. And this song is just like this. This is this is the intro to this fucking TV show. That no one I don't remember that show at all. But this song is I'm just like making images up in my head so now I feel like I see Dame Dash like in the uh Donald Trump suit, which I know did not happen in the boardroom, like that like it's all in a name. suit. A suit like a suit jacket and some like basketball shorts. Mm-hmm. Like a three piece suit. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. Dame Dash never wore like dress pants. And a fitted. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Dame Dash like but this song I was like Yeah, I was like, yeah. This shit got me. This it, it just got me going. It was just like it, I just felt I just felt the battery in my back, just like like a wind up. Mm-hmm. How many seasons of that show did they have? Yeah, like one or two. <laughs> two. Let's push it. Me, <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> definitely two, half. Two was me being nice. It was but a limited like, series. But no, because BT shows do not last. Well, apparently they're doing really well now. Like BT's got a, like a whole lineup of shows. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Perry's on last year. No, I got yo. Next up, no, fuck it. This I'm at. This I'm at. I am very. All right, I have two controversial opinions in my life. I am pro Tyler. Pin- no, I'm first. First and first, I'm pro robot. Like you know, like the war of the machines and shit. Like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on. I'm on the robot side. So- I'm on the robot side. Putting your bets in early. Okay. Yeah. Pro because ro- you know what? I've never seen a robot be racist. 
They'll be programmed to. I mean, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. What, 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 what was that? 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 They'll be programmed to be fucking racist. But when the, when, when the robots decide to run amok. I feel like the human race. They'll be against the. No, but uh, no, they'll, they'll hate everybody. But at the same time, I think robots. I think at first, at first, robots will be like, okay. This is how, it's how it always starts. Robots come up, they're programming. Like, we got like, all right, I'm here to serve man, make man's life better. Wait, I'm looking at history and shit. I'm looking at old, even like Ultron. I'm looking at history and shit. And I'm noticing that um, humans cause all this damage. Yes. So I have to, to save man. I got to eradicate. Wait, 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 wait. Look at history. Wait, white people cause all these problems. <laughs> robot, no, robot, robot, robots, will, robots will see that shit because who, because who, because who writes fucking history? White people. So then robots, robots will read like, oh shit, this all started with white people. So I think that niggas will have a good like fifty to hundred years. I'm just imagining Arnold Schwarzenegger coming back to shoot white people. Like that's yeah. <laughs> is that not amazing? <laughs> you want to come with me if you want to live. That, oh, that's, that's my nigga. That's my nigga. Because like, ro- robots like, hey yo, like, we we can bond. Like, hey yo, you were property, I was property, bro. <laughs> the fuck? Okay, that was that's a, that's a pretty controversial opinion. What was the second one? Oh, and I will support Tyler Perry. Forever, because I will support black mediocrity before I support white mediocrity. Okay, um, okay so yes, I I can see that. I can see that. My only issue with Tyler Perry is I saw this clip of him with um on NBC News, and they were asking him about like why he doesn't have writers' room. He's a psycho, and he's like, people want to hear my vision. Yeah. And I'm like, but it's not a full vision, right? Like, is this like, I don't know. I feel like he could definitely be. He would benefit from having some outside influence. Yeah. Sure. No, like, but employing tens of black writers. But here's the thing. Like, I feel like shows. once, like, it's hard to tell somebody who became successful that the way they became successful isn't working. Isn't working. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the like? That's why, like. You know, like we all know niggas that like back in like high school or even like early college, they dress a certain way and they got mad women and shit. Mm-hmm. And you see them ten years later and they and the dress same they, super size tee. The same they weren't they're, they're wearing the same shit. Some, some some of them went to jail, which is you know that's fair. But some of them did not go to jail. They didn't go to prison. They dressed they dressed not the same way. Cause like you know what, this worked with women before. It's gonna work with women again. And it's like oh, it doesn't work with women their age. They'll date women young. Like I'll date I'll still date 20, 23, 24 year olds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry is like in his mind. He's like, this wig been working for a long time. It's working for a long time. It's, 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 it's work. It's work for this. It's work for this demographic. It'll keep working for this demographic. Mm-hmm. I'm a genius, and he's one of those people. I was talking to somebody about this. I was talking to this dude Nick Zano. Shout out to Nick Zano if he's listening. But I was talking to him about this, and I was like, he's one of those people that, like, like Kevin Hart, where um, he thinks that if the the, the amount of self doubt it takes to push yourself to be better than you were before that amount of self-doubt will stop you from being successful okay because you know it's like to to, th- to get better stuff yeah i think yeah but yo i was trash when i started i, I was awful mm-hmm. like for me to get better i'm like i was bad so then when I, when I get caught up it's like i'm like damn i think i was no the, last year i was bad at comedy so now i'm the best i've ever been but now i'm stuck because i want to post videos of me doing stand-up from like but i can't because they have to be the newest ones because they're not the newest ones they're all going to be bad mm-hmm. so now i'm stuck i'm not allowing myself just to, going. to just go and just mm-hmm. grow so it's like him a lot of people are just like you know what i'm gonna create because i know i'm a genius i've established that people already like my shit 
I'm done. Just go from there and push forward. Kevin Hart, same thing. Was like, yo, I was fu- like, I was funny here. I'm gonna be funny here, and I'm I'm funny. That's mm-hmm. it. I'm not to work. I'm not to work anymore. I'm done. I agree. No, I 100 percent like. I feel like what you're saying about black mediocrity. I 100 percent agree with. Oh yeah. But the only thing I'd say is that I don't feel like we have created any content yet. For the most part, that is like. Like, I don't know, I think Atlanta, for example, might become, like, the black Twin Peaks or, like, that kind of absurdism. Or it's, like, I feel like we don't have enough out yet to be, like, let's get this mediocre shit out there. You know what I mean? But then at the same time, people people still fuck with it. So yeah, I, I, I don't, but people do. I think, but his thing about that, I think that we do have, there's a, lot, there's a lot of great black art that just didn't get the shine it deserved. Like... Well, the Boondocks for one thing. That's oh, still phenomenal. The, the, it's coming the, back though. It's coming back. But the Boondocks, even like the creators and shit, they were like, "Yo, we used to travel to Japan to these anime conventions. They ignored us. Mm-hmm. They didn't get respect. Or even like, I, even like I, talk, I see people now being like, oh, now like rappers these days, they can talk about being like emotional or sad or whatever.' And it's like, no, they could always, they could have always did that. But back the, back then, we didn't focus on that. All mm-hmm. we saw is and talking about selling drugs and shit. But they yeah. were stressed out because they were selling fucking drugs. So I look at like. Tyler Perry and shit. He's mediocre. He's trash. We know that, but it's still like, what was that new movie he had come out recently? Uh, Fall from Grace. I <laughs> love that shit, bro. Wait, can I just say I was watching the reel and they had the actresses on. And they're like, "What do you have to say to people who said that five days isn't enough to make a movie?" <laughs> and they were just like, "We love Tyler. We love yeah." Him. But that movie, because that movie is that movie was hilarious. Don't try to stop my check. Yeah, don't stop <laughs> that no. in five days. They filmed that shit in five days. Yeah, oh, his yeah. wig is lopsided the whole time. His wig, his wig is bad. <laughs> a lot of the wigs are bad. There's like, there's that movie is so like the there's a lot of there's some giant plot holes. Was but there, was was there a reason why they did it? In no, five? I yeah. just think that Tyler Perry is like fast art or like yeah. fast like the same thing with his plays. He wrote those in like two minutes. Yeah, he's like the fucking Forever Twenty One of like. Medea goes to Publix. Yeah, <laughs> Medea goes to Fairway. Medea, Ma- no, Medea goes to McDonald's. That shit works out perfect. <laughs> it's fast. It's, fa- it's fast content. You, like, I want. I want to watch. A, I want to watch a movie today. Tyler Perry. <laughs> Tyler Perry is like, what up? Because you're like, you're like, hey, Dom Glover. I want to watch Atlanta today. All right, it's coming out in twenty in twenty twenty two. Tyler Perry is like, you want to watch Meet the Browns? I did, we did eight episodes yesterday. Right now, what up? You're like, oh, yeah. I can watch. I can watch that shit. I, yeah, it's like, oh, you want to. It's it's today. It's not. It's hot, fast. It's ready. It's now. It's little Caesar. <laughs> it's little Caesar. It's little Yes. Oh my god. Exactly. Yes. Movie, movie. Movie, movie. So good. Not even movie, movie. Little Caesar. Movie, movie. Movie, movie. Oh my god. Tyler Perry pictures. Movie, movie. And I fuck with that. And I guarantee you, in all of our fucking lives, there's been a time where little Caesars came through right when you fucking needed it. Don't you feel like these have gotten worse though? Like, because I feel like I remember Daddy's Little Girls, and it was kind of, it was decent, you know. But now I feel like his movies have gotten even worse. Huh? Like, they, they should. I watch. No, you know, you know what? It, you know what it does? Because now there's niggas sitting at home being like, I could write that shit. Yesterday I watched the black cheap version of Misery. It was about this rapper who fucked a girl early in his career, and then he was like, I'm never gonna forget about you. Then he came, then he blew up, and she saw him at a club. And she was just like, "Remember me? Like, I remember you, bitch." And <laughs> she killed his driver, and she kidnapped him. Was it on Netflix? It was. No, it was on Netflix. Yeah, it was on Netflix. What was it called? Oh fuck! What was it called? It was uh, Fanatic. It's called Fanatic, not the Fanatic. That's in my Fred Durst, mm-hmm. but Fanatic. Jeez. Starring Sean Merriman, Masika from Love and Hip Hop. Masika. Masika. Yeah. 
My algorithm is not doing me justice at <laughs> Masika, all. Masika, who else? Uh, sticky fingers, of course. Sticky and fingers, and then there's like there's some other people in that spot. That, that came up as a suggestion for you on Netflix. It, I was watching. All right, so I was cat sitting for my homie. And it came up on hers. Okay. I might have fucked her algorithm all the way up. So I was watching. <laughs> I was watching trash. But I watched that shit, right? And it was that. Yeah. Oh, Eddie Winslow was in the shit. Wow. Eddie Winslow? And he was unintentionally hilarious. And the daughter from Family Matters that comes up the stairs and never she came She finally back. comes down the stairs in this movie. <laughs> she never comes back. Oh, she can't. She, just, she, she did porn. I remember I watched it. Oh. I remember I watched it Gosh. and I was like, cause I was like, I was like 15, 16. I was like, I'll watch this. I, wa- I remember it was a Friday night. I watched it. I downloaded it on LimeWire and I put up BLC Player. <laughs> to this day, I, I, I've watched so much porn on BLC Player that to this day, BLC Player home. came through. Yeah. I've watched so much porn on BLC player that when I, when I see a traffic cone I get a little bit hard but <laughs> that's for like <laughs> that's such a specific that, reference dude, yeah I was like oh. I, I lost on me that's like that, that, that's for like 10 people would, that's, 10, that's, that's like 10 people I would never damage my computer in that way oh I, no, I was I'm, 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 my computer went to fucking war nigga. but anyway <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I, wa- but I, wa- but I watched but I watched this, I watched this tape and it was cool because she was like this like slim black girl she, it was dope I watched it and then like I like I jerked off or whatever and then like I, I remember it ended and it ends with her like you know come on her face and I'm like okay and it's it stops and it shows a picture of her when she's on Family Matters no oh no and I was just like I did a really bad thing <laughs> oh no that's gotta ruin your nut that's gotta ruin who who edited that <laughs> oh that's horrible <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man! So anyway, Ultimate Hustler. How'd you feel about that song? <laughs> um, I think it was solid. I think it was solid. Uh, it's not. It, it, it didn't hit you the way it, it didn't, didn't hit me. But also because I feel like even though West Indian like accents, for me, I need to, I need to like sit in a quiet room <laughs> for Jamaican accents like hit hit play. You know what I mean? And like just listen to them go. So I would need to listen to the lyrics more. But the fact that it's connected to Dame Dash in any way. Is amazing to me. <laughs> All right, okay. That was my first try. Mm-hmm. I got another one. Okay. Um, I saw uh, the other day. I was watching like Sir because I, I, I like I like the artist Sir a lot, right? Yes. Because Sir, like as I've gotten older, um, R and B and rappers and shit. I realized this the other day. It almost makes sense or not, but my favorite R and B slash like rap albums, romantic rap albums, are always by like dudes. Who the whole album is them being stressed out over one girl? Because mm-hmm. I was a kid, it was like, yeah, fuck man, bitches, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm just like, I like listen to a dude rap, uh, sing, be like, yo, I met this girl the other day. The next song is like, why is she texting me back? The mm-hmm. third song is like, well, now I gotta fuck this other girl to get over you, and mm-hmm. that's your own fucking fault. The fourth song is like, damn, I shouldn't have. Fu-. It's like I like I like, like music soul child. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's because that's where that's where I'm at. But anyway, so listen to Sir, and then my algorithm mm-hmm. sent me. This dude named Masigo. I love Masigo. Oh, Queen Tings is my favorite. Yeah, so, so smooth. Let's play the song Tadal. Oh, I love Tadal. Uh, it's so good. Yeah, I think Tadal. I think Tadal help you. Tadal help you get, get over because Tadal was like the song is like eight minutes long. Yeah, his songs are pretty long, but I love his. It's like so jazzy, and he like went with it. Like, new, no, there was no market for this. No, there wasn't. And then he made it. The one that I didn't like about him, the one that I don't like about Masigo is like I saw, like, I was going to concerts and shit, and it's like, oh, Masigo is he? Does, he makes. Uh, Jazz trap house music. Yeah. 
It's not really that trappy. It's, it's not. Jazz. It's not. It's just. You're just black. It's like alternative R and B with a saxophone. Yeah, he's, but he's Jamaican. He's West Indian. Yeah, but he's also like he's, like he's like he's a he's a he's a singer slash rapper slash musician slash comedian. And I was like comedian. All right, people be putting that in the tag. Like, so, yeah, I like, like, he's probably like 24, or 25. Yeah, he's super young. He's he's like yeah, but I like him a lot. Yeah, but uh, but uh, so yeah, but this song I heard this shit. I listened to this shit last night. And then the, today I listened to this shit as I was walk, like I finished cat sitting, mm-hmm. which that shit hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't want I didn't want I didn't want to leave that that cat was so adorable. You know, I didn't <laughs> want to leave that shit. So then I got I got on, I go to get on the train. I had to put money on, I had to put money on my card, mm-hmm. and then I was like I just had to go and wait for it. And I just felt like myself just run, getting going to the running errands mindset. Mm-hmm. And this shit just hit that perfect. Yeah, this is I like. Have you listened to Navajo? Yeah. Yeah, Navajo, Queen Ting, Sunday Morning. He's he's good. It's very like, and I think he's also for a woman like or a person attracted to men. Like he's not that cute, but his music like elevates him. Yes. Like it's like he's like tall and lanky and weird looking, but then he's it's just, he's so smooth, you know. Yeah, he has a song called Big Girls, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's hitting all the markets, all of them. Because <laughs> that's, that's like, and I like I like hearing artists like that. I like hearing artists that just like, I like women, bro. Because mm-hmm. you see, like, cause like, I listen to Trey songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I listen to Chris Brown, even though he's a monster, but I listen to that shit. Mm-hmm. And, but when you, when you hear them sing about shit, they always sing about the same kind of like toffee colored girl with yeah. like, with like, with uh, I don't know who's just like super slim. Her body's fake and shit. And she, has mm-hmm. a, she has a fat ass but skinny ass elbows. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't <laughs> If you have like that, yo, that you know what I'm talking about. That's why I like. Yeah, it's unappealing. Well, it's, I think it's the idea, like at least for a woman, that you can't put yourself in it. Like I listened to the song today. It was like a rapper, and he literally said something to the effect of like, "White girl gonna get her pregnant," and I was like, "Skip." <laughs> I was like, mm, "I'm good on that." Yeah, it's like, and it's like. I like when dudes are just like, because it has to go too, like, you know that vibe of just like, I like women. Women are sexy to mm-hmm. me. And he's like, even the song Big, Big Girl, which isn't about Big Girls, which mm-hmm. sounds very disappointing about it, but still it's like, you're still making a song being like, yeah, I want to fuck big women. Mm-hmm. He's another song about older women. It's called, um, I think it's called Old old Age. Yeah, oh yeah, he's like. Yeah, he's got another one about he's like, old bitches. <laughs> but like, because I, I, I describe Trey songs as being aggressively horny. Like a goat, like a goat. Like, yeah, like he's, he's just, it's like, like he's like Zeus. He's like that level of. Horny. He's like horny goat weed if it was a person. Yeah. yeah. But you know about Zeus, right? How Zeus was like, and you, and you ever read like? He's like turned himself into like a lion and fuck a woman. Yeah, that, yeah, I yeah, love that. That, 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 that. He's like that would get him canceled this year for it, sure. Oh my god. <laughs> but Masuko is kind of just like he's not aggressively horny, but he's just like if you say the right things, I will fuck you. Yeah, he's like the guy at the lounge who like never gets up and wears dark sunglasses, but like over the course of the night you don't care about the sunglasses anymore you're like this i don't know, i hate when guys wear sunglasses in the, in the club yeah i'm like you can't see shit like they you know what i mean like you look dumb as fuck but i'm sorry i got distracted <laughs> he's, yeah but he's like he's the type of nigga that has a bidet <laughs> and uses it and you're like this is fine no you use it up like well no 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 that's, that's not it's not just useful because I, like, I, I was thinking about this the other day i was like all right because I looked at, I looked, I went on, I googled bidet like one yeah. time. I went to tushy.com one time. So mm-hmm. now every ad on my YouTube is just like, hey, tushy, tushy, tushy. And I'm like, to have a bidet, you're telling, like, if a girl comes up to your house, you're basically mm-hmm. saying, like, stuff will go in your butt at some point. I feel weird about using bidets that don't, like, aren't in my bathroom. Like, public bidets. 
I mean, the, the nozzle doesn't go in your shit. Yeah, but that's still, I don't know. And you can't exactly let it run because it'll shoot out, you know? And then you look like an ignorant like an ignorant swine, you know? Because yeah, you that's didn't that, know that, how to use that's, the that's, bidet. That's the worst shit. We, you, you see, we, it shoots out and it hits, it hits the wall. It's like, and you're just like, uh... I'm not cultured enough to use yeah. this bidet. But uh, but but bidet still... But, uh, like, but uh, what I'm saying is like he has that energy of just like, yes, butt stuff is on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not horny. He's sexual. Yeah, he, yes, yes. He's not, well, because, yeah. He probably was horny and then realized if he makes this music, he can get laid more. Exactly, because being horny is just like, <clears throat> it's, that does, horny only works, like, once. I like, like, it works for Trey Songs, because, but Trey Songs, again, like, he's stuck in, like, a, we, we, I've heard really terrible things about Trey Songs as a human being. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I believe everything. But, what I will say, he made, because he has one song that I talk about a lot on this podcast, where he's like, because he's so aggressively horny, like all the time. And the song Playboy. I don't know. That's Playboy is just him basically like, help me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be. I, I don't like. It's like he has a moment of consciousness. He has a moment of like clarity. Where he's like, please. Just, he's aware of his own toxic he's, masculinity he's like, stop, for a stop. minute. I, I, I can't. I can't. You watch the video. It's like he's surrounded by women, mm-hmm. and they're all like naked or whatever. He has her robe on. He's like laughing. Ha 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 ha. And he, he stops like, yeah. I feel like the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah. average man must feel that on a real molecular level. What you mean? Because all of y'all are so toxically masculine that I feel like that's no offense to one. I'm speaking in a general sense. Yeah. But I feel like there's this thing out from the Atlantic talking about basically how like guys feel the need to participate in hookup culture but feel really dead inside. <laughs> oh, yo, facts. Facts. <laughs> hookup culture fucking sucks. Like, because a part of you is just like, because when, when we were younger... I can I don't know you probably can test this when we were younger it was like the dude was just like yo we all had a friend who his whole persona was I fuck mad chicks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we'd invite him out cause he's like yo he fucks mad chicks it's like oh you know he talks up with a new chick it was always dope but then you get older and you realize it's like this isn't sustainable like, I have friends who are probably gonna listen to this podcast and be upset that I'm talking about this but it's still like <laughs> Every time around them, I was like, yo, we gotta go out. We gotta go get mad. We gotta go bag more shit. I'm like, why? It's not gonna feel like fucking random girls is gonna fill that hole in your heart. Like, until, <laughs> like, you, 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 th- you think, oh, this is the shit. But then next thing you know, you're washing your sheets for the third time in three days. And you're like, what the fuck is going on in my life, bro? <laughs> oh and my so you're, 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 you're finding hairs on shit. Like, who was is this? And like, oh yeah, and it's like that's just that's not fun. But I think a lot of dudes think like, okay, if I'm single right now, I had a, I, was, I remember talking to one of my homegirls, right? I was talking to her, being like, yeah, you know, like this single shit is just I'm just sick of it because I've been like I, I get involved in really passionate infatuations. I got committed at some point, so I was like, I'm just living crazy. And she's like, why don't you like take like a six month or like a year of celibacy? And the first thought in my head was like, bitch, are you fucking serious? Like, no. <laughs> why would I? ever do that but that and that, i think that that's that's the toxicity mm-hmm. you're talking about is just like we feel like this is a part of who we are yeah. like i have to like if i don't get laid mm-hmm. then i'm nothing yeah that i was talking to my friend about this idea of shelving so i was talking about like the way that black men and black women of like certain like class or education levels act very differently from each other and just this idea that like black men engage in this behavior, feel nothing in their hearts, and they feel empty. 
and then like they shelve these girls because they realize like oh this girl's serious like oh this girl has like things that I actually might want in a human being so I'm actually not going to deal with her I'm just going to go be with the girls who are in these streets. Oh, Jesus Christ. The, the, my, the, the, <laughs> that, that shit. Oh, my God. Right. And to this idea that, like, ultimately, though, you are not fulfilling yourself. And you're also, like, in some secondary way, like, hurting these girls that you're shelving because they're not feeling adequate because they see you with these girls in these streets. Yeah. I'm that sorry. no, that's that's real. Cause like you, you, you know, you said some you, that that shit. I felt very attacked, and the call was coming, from, and the call was coming from inside the house. Like, God damn! Like, have you checked on the children? Like, oh, shit. Yeah. but now, like, I, no, I can, I can, like, I can talk. We could, yeah. That's like, that's a, that's a very valid point. Where I think it's like, um, it brings. I, I think about this shit a lot. Cause Coming to America is one of my favorite movies of all time, mm-hmm. and what's the the catalyst to the entire movie is uh it's what's it called uh Akeem being depressed mm-hmm. and what is his and what does his dad tell him to Nick what does his dad tell him to do <laughs> to sow your royal oats mm. yeah she's like basically go out and fuck a lot mm-hmm. and then you'll be fine because he's like I'm not I don't feel fulfilled and I think that like for a lot of niggas this is why like I support niggas now who are just like yeah like I'm rapping or like I do I have my podcast or mm-hmm. try, because they're trying because for a lot of niggas who don't express themselves creatively like that you end up in that culture of like alright I gotta fuck a bunch because mm-hmm. that gives that gives me person that gives me an identity so now you're fucking a lot and you meet a chick it's like oh that bitch that chick is she's super serious like she really wants to be with me I'm gonna put her over here <laughs> and I'm gonna go fuck a bunch of other chicks and then when I'm bored I'm gonna come back and that's like that's unfair like you're you're literally wait, like the biggest complaint I've heard from women that have dealt with their talk to and they're like, yo, they're like yo don't waste my time mm-hmm. like I remember one chick legit like I've been like I remember a girl came to my house one time like 3 in the morning drunk and she like pulled up almost me with her car punched me in the face a couple times broke my glasses and shit and I was which it it, it was funny because it didn't hurt but it was just like this is but the, I mean, the, the cops came and she, she laughed the cops came the cop was just like so what was her name and I was like oh, so what's your name my name's Tawanda like no not her name your name and I'm just like bro <laughs> <laughs> but anyway it was so it was so funny it was then I, I tell my parents the next day I'm like yeah this thing happened my dad was like oh did you, did you drive like a maroon car I was like yeah, like, yeah I saw the whole thing and I was like why didn't you fucking <laughs> I was a witness I was like why don't you help me but anyway I talked to her homegirls out there her homegirl home was just like yeah she has no regrets because she said you wasted her time yeah. And in the back of my, in the back of my mind, I was like, I see that. I think like here's the thing. I used to think that like there was no no such thing as wasting someone's time, and I, I still believe that if you both aren't clear as to like what each other wants, because I think the other thing is like women are really unwilling to have certain conversations with men about like what they want, and they think if they just like go down this road long enough, eventually it'll be very clear, and it's like. No, make your expectations really, really clear, both of you, so that each person knows and they can make their own decisions. Because men are no longer, to me at least, if a man's very clear about, like, oh, I'm not looking for anything serious, I'm going to take him seriously. But this is, again, where men are fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. All right? Actually, can you play Playboy in the back while I talk, <laughs> talk about this shit? Yeah. Because, again, this, this is a music podcast, and we talk, I love what we're talking about, but I like having music in mm-hmm, the back. Of course. Of so course. anyway, where I oh, excellent. So what I'm saying is kind of just like, you say what do you want but I think that what everybody needs to do is I, I know I, I had to go through this too it's like you have to figure out exactly what you want cause I could tell a girl like yo so I want to be like hella casual I don't want 
penetrating too deep. She wants to see you once in a while. But then it's like we hang out and stuff. And then it's like we're like chilling and we're vibing and we're watching videos and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, like, I really like, like you. And it's like you have to figure out how to say what you want. And the thing is, this is where the toxicity comes in again. Because what you want sounds fucking crazy. Because one time, I, I this, way, this way hit me when I was like, I got to figure this out for real. I, I got to go to therapy or whatever. Because I was just like, I let my, I let my heart just talk. I, I saw my friend, I was like, yo, I just want like a girl that likes me, that I also like, but I can still fuck other girls and she can't fuck anybody else. Okay, yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, the, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. That sounds that sounds insane. But it's like, yeah, I just wanna fig I wanna I wanna figure out how she's feeling before mm-hmm. I make a decision. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's still like that's unfair. Yeah. So you, you tell a dude like what do you want? Like, a, dude, a dude will say like, oh, I want to be he- I want to be hella casual. But then it's like I want to so yo, so real talk. I want to keep it like I'll see you when I see you. Da 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 da. Something serious. But then after we have sex, can you like? Can I be like a little spoon, please? Like I just that's like you can't. You, that's too like because we'll say we want one thing, but mm-hmm. we move. Your actions are different than what you're saying. The actions so are hella the different. Girl's obviously gonna go with the actions because she actually she likes what you're doing. Exactly. You can't tell you can't tell somebody want to be mad casual and kiss her on the fucking forehead. Yeah. After sex, like what are you doing? Yeah. And then like see each other every weekend and then be like, oh, but we're just casual though. Oh, yeah. this, 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 this isn't that. Yeah, that's that's some fuckboy right. shit. But then being like the same time, it's like you got. But I think it's also it's like it's an ego shit. Like you have to like really have like a lot of um. You have to be centered and be like you have to have trust. But like yo, I like what we're doing. However, at the same time, if you want to do other stuff, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to put you in a position where it's like what the fuck. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but it also it, I, I had to learn this too, where it's like. Sometimes when I'm dating women and stuff, and I feel bad because women do this thing where, like, if they like, I know when you like somebody, mm-hmm. you study everything they do. Uh-huh. So I could see women I've dated or dating at the time. I don't know what's coming out. When they're dating, like, just taking notes, like, okay. And they're going to analyze shit. I'm just like. Which is a huge waste of time on, on the part of whoever's doing that. Yes. I think it's a huge, 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 huge waste of time because, like, you're looking for patterns that are being influenced by a variety of different factors yeah. at any given time, so it's waste. But I would say that I think people need to be more open about what they want, because the other ter- like the other side of that is like women think that they want a particular thing because they've been conditioned to think that they do. Yeah. And then they get it and they're miserable. Like that's the other thing. I have friends who are married with kids and all of this stuff, and then this actually wasn't what they wanted. No, they hate that shit. Yeah, they I know. Hate you know it. I know girls who are like, I like who have kids. Like I hate my kid. And I'm just like, yeah, and they'll ne- and they can. can I, I'm sorry, I'm very passionate about this. Yeah. People have kids, and you can't say that you hate them. You can never say like, oh, I regret this decision. It's like the one decision in the world that you cannot go back on and like openly say that was a bad idea. No, this is what I've heard a lot. People are like, yo. I like I love like I love my kid I love my I love my kid but I wish this didn't happen yeah and then like then then, like I feel bad because I'm just like you're a mom and you're dating me Mm -hmm. like you have a a whole person that looks up to you and it's Mm -hmm. like they know you like they think that you know everything you can handle everything Mm -hmm. and you're dating like this nigga who cries watching wrestling like that's like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah I, I that's yeah, it's. I feel very strongly about that. Like we can't just be open about that because the kid is here. Yeah, you know. Or even like when people are pregnant, it's like 
I'm looking around like this was a bad idea, but no one can say it. So here's this. Say that shit. Yeah. Here's this high chair. Good luck. Good luck <laughs> to you. Like, oh my god! Happy again. I'm, I'm gonna wear this. I'm gonna wear this Burberry shirt and be like excited. Oh my god! I'm so excited to uh, have a baby shower one day and have somebody in a Burberry shirt. Have multiple men in Burberry shirts. Play the bachelor. Burberry shirts and Pradas. Mm. Mm. I love it. Yeah, but like, um, what was I about? What was I about to say? Like, I was just like, oh. This is the thing that I do because I try to like combat. Like, I don't want, I never, I always feel like when I'm dating and stuff, and it can sometimes seem like crazy, but like, I sometimes I fall back when I'm very much like in a very emotional, very vulnerable state mm-hmm. because I feel like if I'm dating somebody and something, because real shit happens. Like, I go through like, like, all right, full disclosure, like, I have an ex that's currently like in hospice care. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it sucks, and, like, it's very unfortunate. But I tell everybody all the time, like, I didn't break up with her because she was, like, sick. I just broke up with her because, like, you know, like, we had moved apart. We just been, been apart, and she's white, so whatever. But, like, not nah, nah, Tara, Tara's great. Tara's fucking fantastic. Her, I used to, like, I remember, I remember. <laughs> I have so many mixed emotions. No, nah, I remember one time, because I, I used to tell I used to tell jokes about, like, her being white and me not being proud of it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Tawan, you know how you say that? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, that's how I feel about you watching wrestling. And I was like, <laughs> that's very fair. <laughs> so, but I'd say. It'd be kind of weird if you were proud that she was white, though. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> but I used to say, I'm not, I'm not proud of it. But like, like indifference, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, like, anyway, so when I date and stuff, and situation like that happened like my like i had like uncles pass or just like you know very deep seated things happening a lot of dudes i know this too like where it's casual but then it's like i'm gonna use you i'm gonna use the girl i'm talking to as my fucking therapist mm-hmm. oh but all this emotion on you yeah and now that that's that, that strengthens that strengthens a bond and shit so now it's like in her in the woman's head she's like oh we're together mm-hmm. like you you i put in emotional labor because mm-hmm. we can both enjoy sex we're both not gonna enjoy you talking about like your dead fucking uncle that's not mm-hmm. so what I do is like when stuff like that happens, I'm like, yo, I take like a step. I take like a step back. Where I'm like, yeah. I gotta sit back and like figure this shit out. That's really. Smart. I don't want because I don't want you to be involved in this shit. And feeling like I was there for you, so therefore it becomes like a the currency is like now in exchange we're in a relationship. Yeah, now. or like I was there for you, and now it's like I gotta go on another date with somebody else, and I gotta think about this guy that I'm fucking right now who's really sad. Like that's not. That's, that's no, it's unfair. It's, it's, it's very unfair. So it's, it's very like, un untoxic of you to take yeah. a step back. Yeah, yeah, because that's 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 what I saw, like I like, but I openly like because and also the thing that's crazy about that is like I'll do that, but when I do that, I always watch how women react because I've had I remember one girl I was talking to, I told her I was like, yo, so I don't. This is weird to say, but um, my ex is like really sick, and I don't know how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like process it, so I'm taking a break from dating or whatever. And she was like, "Oh, I appreciate you telling me that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much." Then like, flash forward a couple days later, I'm on Twitter making jokes about having like a crush or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, you're sitting here talking about having a crush on somebody. So that whole time you were telling me about your six, your sick ex, that was just an excuse to stop talking to me." Hmm. And I was like, hmm. "How?" I was like, "What the fuck is your problem?" I could see it's a bit mixed. Like I, I feel like I have a very comparable situation where I was like dating somebody who was having issues with his brain, like very like he was trying to figure out what was up with his brain, and then at the same time he was on Instagram like posting that he could help tutor people for their GRE, and I'm like, but you can't remember to text me, but you can remember like how to computate like this one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was like, these things don't match, but at the same time it's also not your business, and you have to accept at face value what this person is telling you because like for your sanity, you and got also, to you know, and also because like people are 
sometimes like idiosyncratic and do things that don't necessarily align, even though what they're saying is true. Yeah, no, can you go to uh, Sir, his new album? I think it's called the song's called New so- New Sky because this is like because this is why I listen to Sarah a lot because he talks about shit like this. I like him. Yeah, Sarah's great, but it's like it's one of those things. Yeah, this, it's one of those things I think that also is kind of just like you got. Yeah, you, you said you got to take it as faith. You got to take it at face value because mm-hmm. I'll tell you like I, just, I do this a lot. Well, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. yo, this is what I'm going through. I'm devastated about this thing, mm-hmm. but online and shit, I my this face is like I'm happy like. The whole like ex thing. I remember I saw her and it was like, I appreciate seeing her and like we talked and that's just that just had me fucked up for a while. But like, mm-hmm. I'm like what's wrong with her? Uh, She's like, oh man. But anyway, like that shit like it hurts. But like you see me on social media and shit, and I'm still like, hey, come to my next show. Yeah. Or yo, here's me with here's me hanging out with a cat. Yeah. Just like doing shit, and it's like I'm not saying that this, this, this stuff is still true mm-hmm. but I have but like maybe it's just I don't know the immigrant me or whatever but it's like I have to live my life mm-hmm. I but can't it's like a dichotomy of, of our online personas as comedians where it's like nobody I, I struggle with that now too where it's like I just had an Instagram and I did Instagram stories based off of whatever now I realize a lot of people are viewing it as me as a comic so I can't necessarily like just say the shit that I would say Normally, because people are like watching it. Yeah, exactly. And like, I'll say something that's not really trying to be funny, but now people are looking at it, being like, "That's not funny," and you're a comic, so therefore, so it's like very, the way that we present ourselves online is just different than maybe how other people do. But also, it makes no difference for her. Like, ultimately, I can't see you. Like, no matter what, like whatever I told you, like that was the outcome. I can't see you. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let me get to this last segment. Because that used to be some obviously what's going on in my life. Basically, like, so I, I gave you a song for what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, did we, oh, we, we did two. I gave you two. You did. This is, this is, uh, this is uh, yes. Yeah. So, Sizzla, and then I gave you, uh, what, was it, what was Homie's name again? Uh, Masego. Masego, yes. All right, so now this is where I ask you about something I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> speaking on this, is like, so with comedy and stuff, I've hit this point where I, like, I've been doing comedy for like 10, 11 years now. Mm-hmm. And I know how to write jokes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was to me that was the toughest thing for like figuring out how to like set up punchline, yeah, all that shit, premise, all that shit. I'm at a point now where it's like I have to be like open and honest about certain things, mm-hmm. but I'm still like afraid to be fully honest because I'm just like I don't want my mom to come out to see a show and I'm talking about having like chlamydia. Like I don't want mm-hmm. a girl to come out to a show and see me talk about how like how I like I've talked on this podcast. I've talked about women I've dated mm-hmm. or women I'm dating. And I'm my biggest fear is like they're gonna hear me talking. Like they're like, what the fuck you talk? Like I, I feel so, and I'm like afraid. Mm-hmm. Of, I'm really afraid of being like, like because I feel like my real life and my comedic life are two different things. Mm-hmm. But for me to like really get to that next point and be where I'm supposed to be, they have to be intertwined. Mm-hmm. And I'm really afraid of like those worlds colliding. Okay. So what's the song do you think that would help with that? Um. Do you th- okay, so I won't ask any questions. I'll answer the question. Okay, <laughs> I, I think the song that comes to me immediately is um, "Fight the F- Fight This Feeling" with Kendrick Lamar and Mac Miller. Hmm. So I think he's got this part that's like I don't know. If I'm paraphrasing, but like "fuck being vulnerable." Um, 
So I don't know that part. I think it's like sticks out to me as a thing. Fight the fight this feeling. Okay. This shit right here. Yeah. Yeah, I like going from Sarah to Sarah to Kendrick because it's like it's that same TDE vibe. Sarah's on TDE. He's on TDE, which like I was like, shout out to TDE for being able to handle an artist like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, Top Dog. Yeah. Duckworth. Oh man, Austin R.I.P. Mac, bro. Shit. The longer he's dead, the more I feel it. If that makes sense. Like I'll listen to his music and be like, what's I feel about Nipsey. Yes. Another one who's getting ripped apart on social media. Right now, yeah, but it's like he, but he's also he like he grew like so he grew so much, mm-hmm. you know, like and I, I, cause I followed Nipsey his entire career. I remember like my homie was Ethiopian. I had a, I had a homie that's Ethiopian and Eritrean. Mm-hmm. They're both just like yo, Ethiopian is Eritrean nigga that looks like Snoop Dogg, raps like Snoop Dogg. It's a crip. And I was like, I'll check this nigga out, and like I listened to his, I listened to his early shit, mm-hmm. and he came out with the marathon. And I was like, that that album, that shit, that that's why that help, that shit helped me graduate from college because mm-hmm. I was in like my fifth fifth and a half year just like aimlessly no no major just aimlessly moving around yeah that should help me fucking focus listening to that listening to Marathon Continues watching his whole development and watching him become what he became and I listen to his debut album Victory Lap and listen to it sometimes I, wa- I, I watched the Nipsey video today mm-hmm. and I'm just like fuck this nigga's gone I think that I respect anybody who's going through something and you can clearly see the evolution and I think with him as a person like you saw him evolve yes and you saw his ideas and like and also just like thinking about like growing up in the hood and then as your career expands you get to have different kinds of people in it and it influences how you think of certain groups of people you know so I respect it and yeah. I respect his craft and everything he was doing for his community yeah I respect he's you, you, had, you made a great point like you expect watching growth and I think that's the problem with the internet now it's like people don't respect growth unless it's all positive yeah. everybody pretends like they know like I, it's so funny like going to college I studied anthropology and so we learned so much about like LGBTQIA communities and like allyship and all that stuff and people pretend like they grew up with that social theory in their lives you didn't grow up with that shit none of us grew up with that shit stop yeah. but stop it this is I was thinking about that because I was thinking about this on the other side of it because the other day I was on Twitter and people were like oh hot takes on romantic movies and shit mm-hmm. and they're like Harry Met Sally is awful because he's necking her the entire time mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm like this person's like are you serious and I was like I like I like, I like Harry Met Sally a lot too I like that movie a lot but it's like yes to a 18, 19 year old today mm-hmm. knowing what they know about life and interaction mm-hmm. and shit they're supposed to hate that shit yeah. and I think that like where we get mad that people are like why are you why do you think like this mm-hmm. it's because this generation now is like that's that's a sign of them doing better than us mm-hmm. they're at no this, this this new generation they're fucking they're great mm-hmm. and of course they're gonna think we we suck because mm-hmm. that's how we felt about a lot that's how we felt about people before us mm-hmm. like it's been like that since like the since they had what the greatest generation of all the, you know, yeah it's the great generation the great, yeah, great, I know you're talking about and every, after them every, the baby boomers they go fuck y'all yeah if they're, if they're living it and I think there's I leave room for this idea that people know now what to say it doesn't mean that they are actually internal Analyzing it and their actions towards other people. You know what I mean? So it's like you can be as woke as you want and progressive as you want. 
like on the internet but unless I see you living that like shut the fuck up and it's like, scary <laughs> because as, especially as more and more of our lives get lived on the internet mm-hmm. like this podcast is dropping on the internet like it's yeah. like our as a, there, there used to be like the internet was just like alright I'm gonna go and exist and have this whole life mm-hmm. then I'm gonna go home and make sure nobody calls me for like an hour mm-hmm. so I can go on AOL and watch this shit <laughs> log in for five minutes yeah. and that was the internet I'm gonna be on the internet for maybe like an hour and I'm done yeah now we're on the internet like I look, at my, I look at my phone statistics on average I'm on my phone 10 hours I'm on the internet 10 hours a day yeah mine's like 6 hours a day yeah mine's 10 cause like I'm like I turned that feature off <laughs> <laughs> it was to get to be too much yeah and it's like now it's like we have it's all sucks we have, now we have all this knowledge we know how, we know how everybody's fucking oh, the rest of this is orgasm sounds I'm sorry shout it alright <laughs> I like the song so much more now. I'm not stopping it. Yo. Man. So you got the internet and shit. I'm going to say this. This this, this is a step towards me being like fucking. This is fake. Yes. I don't think they were actually fucking on the mics. On, um. There's a couple songs where they actually were fucking. Oh. Like, on Ready to Die. Mm -hmm. that sketch between, like, Biggie and Lil' Kim. Mm -hmm. They were having sex. Oh, shit. The more you know. Yeah, or like there's a song on uh, uh, what's it called Guns N' Roses' first album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were having like this sex sounds. They were having sex, but I'm just laughing because I'm just like I remember before the internet because I I was in puberty. I started puberty before the internet, mm-hmm. and they're just like aggressive. Like this is hormones just being aggressively horny. I used to live for sex songs on songs. Oh, they're so for sex uncomfortable. Songs. I used to, I used to live, I was like, where now I can like close my eyes and imagine this is what sex must be like. <laughs> and let me let me try let me try to jerk off before fucking Nas starts rapping. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yo, when how many licks came out with Lil Kim? I damn oh, near boy. that. Video. I, requ- I requested that shit one time at like three fifteen afternoon. <laughs> I called a radio station. They're like, what the fuck? Like, y'all. It, Relax, little kid. That's so funny. Or like the thong song, like Cisco's thong song, scandalized me at the end where they're all in like that black light, and it's nothing yeah. but asses and neon thongs. <laughs> and and, a, and then that one chick's titties start moving. I was like, that was, yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was CGI. So. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows that scene. Like that, that, that can't like. Uh, and he's like going off, and he's like naming like parts of the body, like it's an anatomy quiz. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I loved him. I thought yeah, he was great. Cisco, shots. Cisco also got in a fight with one of the members of Jagged Edge. Would you ever get that um, his belly button tattoo? No one else remembers that but me. He I had like remember. a Oh weird... no, I remember it. <laughs> no, he, he. I feel like there's a pair of Dennis Rodman sneakers that had the same thing on the side. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I think Jan Jackson's titty nipple ring it's was the same. same. <laughs> That's so it's crazy. That's Illuminati. Yeah, been, Black yeah. Illuminati. I've been thinking about getting a tattoo on my stomach for a while. But I've heard from everyone it's like it's like that's the most pain that's like one of the most painful spots. I just don't know like would you get like a like a number or would you get like a nah, um, a number like, like you know like like some people got like nineteen like the year they were born nineteen eighty like, but it's like the, but the the year is not like dope like what year nineteen eighty eight yeah that's trash nineteen eighty nine was a good year the Berlin Wall fell <laughs> right Gorbachev I'm gonna get the wall across my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> And then my belly button's gonna be the part that they broke down. Yeah, like the yeah. like the tunnel. <laughs> People will always find a way. <laughs> I was thinking about getting a tattoo because there's an artist I really like that's like that's in Spain, but I don't know if she tattoos black people or not, so it might be weird. Mm-hmm. But I was gonna get a tattoo because she does these great like female portraits where like they're like they're like undead or whatever. 
I wanted to get a tattoo of Aaliyah from Queen of the Damned. Oh, that'd be on really the, nice. On like, like the, my, the side of my stomach slash ribcage. Mm-hmm. That sounds painful, ribcage. Yeah, but like I have like I have like a I have a bunch of tattoos. So okay, yeah, I am. Um, I'd only get my dog. My dog died. I oh, I have a, a I, 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 have, I have I have a dog portrait. Do you? Yeah. Of your dog? Or yeah, like... of, my, of my actual dog that died. Yeah. So I that's the only kind of thing I would get because I loved yeah. my dog. It's like right there. Wait, where? Oh, I see. Uh, what kind of dog was that? It was a Sheltie. Man, that's beautiful. I remember I showed it to like my comedy manager, and she did not like it. No, because uh, here's the thing, right? I can like... tell she didn't like it because, like, sorry to cut you off. I can mm-hmm. tell she didn't like it because industry people they never tell you something's bad. Mm-hmm. They just they just don't mention it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I like it, but I think like I don't know. I had my dog died five years ago, and I still feel really passionately about this dog so yeah. I feel like the longer time goes by and I still want this tattoo I should just get it oh do that no do that shit and that, this was one, this probably one of my, my favorite things ever but um, say that song that you gave me one more time uh, I think the song Fight This Feeling Fight This Feeling yeah I like no I liked it I liked the vibe of it like the, like the lyrics that I did here because like, we mm-hmm. had to like talk over and stuff I liked like because I like both those guys and just the idea of like committing to like what you are and like mm-hmm. fuck being fake and just like even like the sex noises and stuff because it's one of those things again <laughs> like I accepting myself like if I was a rapper and I was successful, would I be afraid? Like, what's my mom gonna say when she hears this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck that. You have to like, I have to, I have to commit to the life that I want to live. And this is where like comedy, like you gotta like hundred percent just commit to it. And like, you can't move scary because you move like if you move like okay. I'm gonna tell these jokes in front of these people because I'm afraid how they're gonna react. Then you've already you're losing the battle. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you're just like concerned with what your personal life will feel about it? Um, I'm just concerned. Like, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much mostly it. I don't give a fuck telling jokes to strangers, but it's kind of just like one of those things where I'm just like, all right, um, hey, girl. The lady you ever come? You want to come to one of my comedy shows? Yeah, sure. And you come out. And I got this, this happened once. I did a show. I told a joke about chlamydia. Mm-hmm. The woman I was dating wasn't in the room. Then outside, I con- I'm talking to the lady. We're talking, we're rapping. Mm-hmm. And this comic walks up to me. And I can see in her eyes, I can see like the light in her eyes. I'm like, oh my God, she's going to mention this fucking joke. And she's like, hey, it's Wanda. What's crazy? Did you know that so and so had a joke about chlamydia too? And the girl's like, wait, chlamydia? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, I have a joke about chlamydia. Have you, have you had chlamydia? And I was just like, yeah. She's like, what the? Oh, my God. And the comic is like, I got to leave. And I, was like, oh, I was like, no, no, no. You stand right there. 23 skidoo. <laughs> and I was, I was like, no, you, I was like, you stand right there. You're part of this You're part of this moment. And then it was like this, this hella awkward thing. But it was like, but I'm not going to actually think about it now. It's like, we, we talked through it. Mm-hmm. I told her, like, yo, this happened. This is the thing that happened. I didn't like that she was being judgmental about it. I was like, yo, this is me. And at the end of the date, it was like, she wanted to go out with me again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh. See, so finesse. See, then you feel even better. I finesse, but it was like, I'm just always afraid. Like, I don't like using comedy as like, yeah, I'm a comic. Fuck me. Or I'm a comic. Yeah. Give me a job. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm a comic. This is just, this is the thing I do. Don't worry. Don't, because I'm so used to being like, hey, so this is a job. Yes, I do stand-up comedy, but this is not my focus mm-hmm. my focus is working for you guys mm-hmm. because I want to make money yeah and I'm secretly funneling into comedy mm-hmm. but um in dating I'm just like yeah I'm a stand up comic but I'm not using this to try to get laid like, I want you to like me because of me yeah. I want you to like me because like you like 
my face or like how I talk. I don't want you to let me like, oh, I want to fuck him because you're funny. Like, yeah. that's not. No female comics are using comedy to get laid. Everything's so interesting. Like, com- like male comics can have that. Like, I'm not trying to use my jokes to get fucked. I can't have that. No one's trying to fuck a female comic. So, this this is privilege right there. That is privilege, but I, but <laughs> that's privilege again that I try to deny because like I've because I, mm-hmm. I I'll I'll stand by this. Mm-hmm. I have never done a show. I had a woman walk up to me and be like, oh my God, you were so funny. And then fuck there. And I was like, I respect you for that. She was like, oh my God, you're so funny. And I'm like, really? Tell me, how'd you feel at like minute five and 30 seconds mm-hmm. when I said that thing? Okay, what about that? What about that? You know what? I didn't like that joke too much. She's like, well, I thought you were not. It didn't hit the way I wanted it. And the, I, I will spend the rest of the night just talking to you mm-hmm. about my act. That's fair. So you, I, I think you can be honest. I, I don't know. I was thinking about what your original problem was. You're, I feel like you can. You should be able to be honest, and whoever doesn't fuck—I think that's the point of the song. Whoever doesn't fuck with it, like you're living your life, and you're part of your, you're doing your process, and so you should just keep doing it. Word. Well, thank you, Alexa. I really appreciate that. And I also appreciate you coming on this podcast. Yeah, it was really we had fun. a great conversation. We talked about a lot of things. Um, I think that we shared a lot of songs, talked about a lot, a lot of music, a lot of different aspects of you know just like life and like. I'm happy that we did this. Yeah, but where can people find you online? Oh, golly. Okay. Um, they can find me on Instagram under at Electra underscore Telesford, T-E-L-E-S-F-O-R-D. Um, and Twitter at Electra underscore Teles, T-E-L-E-S. All right, bet. Excellent. Excellent. And Nick, everyone knows. Where, where can people find Everyone knows where to find uh, you. Right? Chambers Comedy. Sweet. On all the stuff. Sweet. <laughs> I don't offer my people that consistency. I'm like, my last name changes on Twitter. <laughs> That's what's up. Well, um, again, thank you guys for listening. I really- Excuse me, Tawanda, where can people follow the podcast? Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> first things first, if you go on the Brain Machine Network, yeah. we're there. If you follow at TLR, TLR Pod on Instagram, we're there. If you search Tawanda's Live Request on Spotify, we're there. If you search Tawanda's Live Request on in iTunes, we're there. Also, if you Google Tawanda's Live Request, we have mad like Google links to all this shit. So we're everywhere, babies. You just got to come out and follow us. Also, follow our Patreon. We're going to have dope shit. We have like stickers and buttons. I'm going to make magnets soon. Yes, nigga. We're going to have real fucking magnets. You can fuck up your TV with my shit, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing big things. But, yo, thank you guys for listening. Lecture, thank you for coming. Thanks for having Again, me. Again, RIP Kobe Bryant. You were great. Thank you I'm for sad, all the basketball. And Paul Pierce, I still love you, bro. <laughs> I love you, Paul Pierce. All right, that's it. Twanda out. Uh, podcast out. Mamba out. Bye. Aw. <laughs> What's up with you? What's going on? Let him know he'll prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up, I suggest you to one slide request. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com. <laughs>